Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi everybody, Russ of My Hammers 11. Hope you are all safe on your channel. Please consider subscribing. Hitting the bell icon so you may have anything and put new content on. As always, like, I think I love your channel as much as I can check them out in the description below. I'm getting it done in one breath. Excellent. New series. New series. We always talk about the great the great players. You know, we do our appreciation nights. Go back and check. We've had um, last week, this week rather, we did um, a um, Frank McAvenny appreciation night. Make sure you check that out. It's really, really cool. Particularly for the first 45 minutes because Maka was on and um, some great stories and stuff like that. But it's all about, you know, the great players. But what about the not so great players we've had? And that's the idea of this of this little series. Hammers in hot water i almost forgot what it's called the hammers in hot water so we're looking at some of the players some of the transfers which maybe not were so great and see where they are now so to speak so going through their career and um and we've had a few we've had a few bloody awful uh transfers haven't we in the in not recently for our whole career to be honest west Ham career in terms of the history um but i think there's one which for me epitomizes you know, head. I would say head and shoulders above the rest, but he was quite small. So not, you know, actually, but figuratively. And that was the man himself, Savio Noresco. So, um, and let, so let me take you guys back. Um, it was January 2009, uh, a time which was, you know, relatively um, exciting for West Ham fans, to be perfectly honest. Um, we were still in the midst of being owned by the Icelandic Consortium, um, you know, players being being brought in, things like that. We were also a few months into the, the tenure of Mr. Gianfranco Zola. You know, the football we were playing was, was good, expansive, open football, as you'd imagine for Gianfranco. You know, very much a stark change from the Kerbishley year, which was just before. Um, and so January 20, 2009, 2009, 2009, that's the way we talk about it. 2009 was the first uh, transfer window 
of the Franco Zola regime. So we were excited about what we would do. Um, very excited, in fact. Um, so obviously the first thing did was um, was, was sell Craig Bellamy. <laughs> To Man City, he was our record signing when we signed him. Um, so that was a great start. Um, there's a bit of unrest because of that, because you know, we're trying to build something and we, we sell our arguably one of our best players. Um, despite this, you know, there was optimism, there's optimism that the money um spent was going to be spent well uh, and invested, and and even you know, basically a week later, um, we made a record signing, and that was Mr. Savio. Mr. Savio So barely a week had gone from Bellamy uh, departing that that uh, Savio came in. And to be honest, uh, I knew absolutely nothing about this kid, nothing at all. Uh, and I think that was a similar sentiment for most of the fan base. To be honest, um, I mean, when you look at his stats for Brescia, which we were in Serie B at the time, he'd played twenty three games for them in total. He'd only scored three goals. Um, but this was you saw this as a very much a potential. Um he was playing the tournament in the um under nineteen European Championships the season before. So, you know, there's a there's a player here, it should be. Um and so not only was our record signing, but we also gave him the number ten shirt, um, which Bellamy had before he left. But not just Bellamy, but that ten shirt was worn by, you know, Hurst, by Brookin, by Decanio, you know big names to fill um so you know we we looked at it with anticipation you know that was a that was a big call to give him the 10 shirt as well um and to have sold your arguably your star player maybe at the time craig bellamy and bring this guy in so we were expecting a lot um and so he made his bent he, he's made his debut two days after signing straight in straight in bless him um he was off the off the bench obviously against hull city against Hull City. Um, and to be honest, he didn't really set the world like that game. Um, he looked, I mean, yeah, to be fair, he looked good in the ball. Um, you know, in the same way that you would imagine a Zola signing would look good on the ball. Um, and so, you know, and, and, and similar to Zola, he was small. Uh, I mean, Zola never bullied his way through a, um opposition. He would obviously, you know, use skill. Um, but, as time went on, it was very clear that it wasn't going to work. His size was probably the biggest factor, I would say. I mean, you look at, you know, he had in front of him, he had Colton and um, David DiMichele, who who Colton Cole raves about and picks him in, in his Hammers 11. Make sure you check it out. Um, and they were the preferred two up top, so he was never getting in. So most of his appearances did come from the bench. Um, it just wasn't working. He, you know, he was very lightweight, would get pushed off the ball quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, Zola was small as a player, but he was tough. Um, and it was hard to be pushed off low centre of gravity, but it didn't work with Savio. Um, and after a less than impactful six months, um, we sold him. We sold him to Fiorentina for three million quid, um, which was obviously a big hit, you know, on the initial investment of up to nine million it was at the time. Um, and that sort of highlighted the whole of the Icelandic ownership, in my opinion. You know, um, too many big money deals, which didn't end up to be profitable from a financial perspective or from a football footballing perspective as well. Lots of players coming in who just didn't perform, who were on big wage bills and stuff like that. Freddie Lundberg, people like that. I mean, Savio only made 10 appearances for the club, hadn't scored, uh, and all bar one were off the bench. Um, 
Uh, although, you know, to be fair, despite the £3 million price tag, um, we did get Manuel de Costa coming the other way. And, you know, in relatively terms compared to Savio, he had a good time at West Ham. Um, and obviously, you know, the players around the time, they knew he was this guy was going to flop. Um, I mean, here's a quote from Jack Collison. Um, at, I think it was one of the West Ham Way podcasts. Um, and he said, Savio, that's an incredible story. He turned up. I think it was a record signing at the time. Poor kid. He was bloody useless and he struggled. And I think that sentiment was pretty much universal amongst the whole, uh, whether it's the playing staff or whether it's the fan base themselves. Um, there was suspicion about that whole transfer itself. Um, I mean, it highlighted the previous relationships between West Ham's technical director at the time, Jan Franco, um, not Jan Franco, <laughs> Jan Luca Nani, um, who basically had relationships with Brescia and Savio himself. He was actually involved in the transfer of Savio from uh, Werder Bremen, no, no, Hertha Berlin, sorry, Hertha Berlin to Brescia a, few, a while before when he was like 16 or something like that, um, as well as being the son-in-law of the then president <laughs> of Brescia, Eugene Curiano. So, you know, is what it was, was what it was. I mean, no, it was an investigation, I think, when, when, when um, in 2012 about that, um, but nothing was made public about it. But yeah, it's, join the, join the dots up a little bit um so yes so <laughs> however however the circumstances yeah once Savio left the Premier League went back to Italy you would assume you would assume his fourteen career um would would be reignited with that move um and and then you would um but unfortunately he failed to establish himself in the Florentina team and five months later they saw, they loaned him out to Bologna um and um, yeah, that was hardly productive. Um, he only played two games in a six-month loan spell before returning back to Fiorentina. Um, and then for basically the remaining of his time on the books at Fiorentina, he went on loan to five different clubs. Uh, started off in 1860 Munich, and then he went to the Bulgarian League with Kiermont's Cherno Burgas. Um, then he went back to Seri, went back to Italy, but with Serie B, um, with Juve Stablia. Um, then to Romania um, with FC Vaslu, and then back to Germany um, with the third division Bundesliga team, Antoching, um, Antoching, um, who he actually would eventually um, join on a permanent free transfer. Um, but basically, all for those all five loan spells, the most he played was in the Bulgarian league for uh, Brugas. We only we played two games, more than two league games. Everywhere else, he only played once, or, or no more than two league games. So um, it wasn't great. Uh, his loan spells at eight sixty Munich and at Juve were cancelled because he went AWOL. And even after signing permanently for the German team, I won't pronounce the name, uh, his contract was actually torn up a couple of months afterwards uh, due to brief contra contract. And then the Savio story goes even further. Um, it continues to spiral out of control, that's, that's fair to say. Uh, in 2012, he was arrested by uh, Thai authorities uh, and spent a few weeks in prison faking his own kidnapping in an attempt to ransom money from his own family, a reported 25 thousand euro <laughs> oh dear and then he goes back to football so 
he's been released from the German team. Um, he then goes on a roaming career around around Europe. To be honest, firstly, you'll see the new uh, new logo, Victoria Kohl in Germany, a regional side in Germany. Um, then to Israel for Haper Iranu Aku, and then he found his way to Kazakhstan. Um, he signed for the Kazakhs um, Premier Premier League team. Uh, Artural, Artural, A-T-Y-R-A-U, and had a dream debut, scoring the winning goal in a 1-0 victory, which was eventually um, voted the goal of the season by their fans. Um, more impressively, if that's the right word to say, it was his first goal since he scored for Brescia five years previously. Anyway, subsequently, as as is true to form, um, he left that team in Kazakhstan after 10 appearances and didn't sign for another club for over a year. Um, when he signed for Bulgarian Premier League side, Bera Stara Zagora, um, you'll see the top right there where he was released after a couple of games. He then played for a smaller uh, number of small clubs, including Army Munchen, a semi-professional German team, scoring seven goals in seven games at the end of the 18-19 season. And then the following season scored 14 goals in 12 games. Um, but then he went on to sign for BSC Sending, where he currently plays and is the second team manager. Savio is only 31 at the time of recording, so I have no doubt there'll be more twists and turns in the years to come. So hopefully you enjoyed that. A bit different. Sound a bit different. Um, and so we're going to do lots of these ones throughout, throughout sort of the summer and, and beyond. If you've got any suggestions, let me know in the comments below. Uh, and until next time, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Get those jab appointments when you get your, uh, your appointments, your text through. Come in your irons, and I'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Much love. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.